0: Project Taryag day 36 Mitzvah, Reish, of Barad And that's the Mitzvah, Shudolig, Noiv, Shum, Momon Not to steal any money The Pasek says, Loitig, Noivu Which we know is not to steal money The obviously the reason is, is a logical basis Besides the fact that the Torah is it to us And Halakha extends That it doesn't just apply to not stealing to keep the money but it's asked to steal even if it's only done in order to upset the other party and one tends to return it. Or even if one wants to steal in order to be able to pay back a fill to pay back double. And therefore he has some kind of plan. This is a way to make sure the other person will benefit. And Terry says that it's also included in the category of low-tech but It's still asked to steal even with that motivation in mind. Even though it's a negative commandment and one does an action by stealing, there's no malchus, a person doesn't get punished by bastin because there's a, the khiyub already exists that he has to return the object that he stole. Now if he can return the object itself that he stole, that's what his have to do. If it's no longer in existence, then he has to pay back its value. Even if a person would buy stolen property from somebody else, he would have to return it to the owner and then go and claim back the money from the person who sold it to him in the case of a person who he knew was the, the seller was the gun. If not, made a tachana called tachana tachana that is in order to, not to prevent people from buying from each other, you would be allowed to keep the object that he bought, he would have to pay its value to the original owner and then claim it back from the person who sold it and had sold it to him. But nevertheless, it's also to buy from somebody else who's selling stolen property, not only someone who's known to be a Ganif, even those people who it's likely that the things that they're selling are stolen, such as, the is. a person not allowed to buy from a lady or an avid things which might belong to her husband or to his owner, or people who workmen. One can't buy things from them which it's likely they took from the person that they're employed by. For example, one can't buy sheep from a shepherd is washing other people's sheep, or in any case where a person who was selling something says, hide the fact that you bought it from me, then it's likely to be stolen and it's also to buy from them. Besides for the penalty of having to return what was stolen, the third also imposes a knes, a second punishment on the Gala he has to pay double, or in the case of a sheep four, to- uh, four times, in the case of a cow five times the value of the ob- ob- object he stole. However, to pay extra or to pay more, that's only the category of a kness That's a penalty imposed by the Torah, and that's the case. We can only be chayev if based in the science hive It won't be chayev on its own admission. And such thing we can only be enforced when there's a based in of simchim who are able to punish or are able to judge the knosses. Then yisurah, however, applies in every place and every time, both to men and to ladies. Mitzvah reish chovei, and that is not to deny. Money, which he has which belongs in his possession, which belongs to somebody else, the person says no to which means don't deny what you're holding on somebody else's and the, a person who is co with Picardo, which means denies holding someone else's object, so it makes impossible to give evidence in the future if witnesses tell us that he's really holding the stolen object. This is will apply in every place in time, both the men and the ladies, and the person who denies what he owes, of well, somebody else, is over in the Slav, but there's no malchus because there's no action. The following mitzvah reich is an extension of this. The Apostlech says, Don't lie about what you've denied, which means, if now being asked to make a shvur, that he doesn't have in his possession the disputed item, when he's already denied the truth, so now to follow it up with a false swear would be the issue here of not to lie in This mitzvah also applies in every place time to men and to ladies, and a person is over and does swear falsely in Bastin, uh, to deny something he has, even though it's only an issue involving speech, but in this case, not to swear falsely is one of the times when the Torah is high of Malchus for a person who transgresses it. And the following mitzvah mitzvah resh chavzayin shaladi shava nashaker not to swear falsely. The pasuk says, "Ratishavu b'shmi nashaker." Don't swear falsely in Hashem's name. Except the swearing we're talking about here doesn't refer to a court case. It refers to a person who makes what's called a shvar p'turi, which means a of his expression, which means he says he's going to do something, or he says he's not going to do something, and accepts that commitment with a shvar. So, if for example, he says, I'm going to eat, or he says, I'm not going to eat, and uh, then he breaks the Shua he made. The Gemara says it can work either the Haiti or the Hara to do something positive or to do something negative, and it works also not just in when he's going to in the future, but according to one opinion of the Gemara, that's the Chenuk Paskins, it also works in the Sha'avar, which means the person makes a Shua about what he did or did not do. So, for example, to say, and he makes a Shua that he did eat, or he makes a Shua that he didn't eat. In all these cases, if a person breaks his shvur, he's over on this left. However, the setup of a shvur has to be something which a person could decide to do or not to do, and therefore the shvur should obligate him. Whereas something which a person is not allowed to do or isn't able to do, then that doesn't fall into the category of a shvur And therefore, if a person would make a shvur against the terror, since that not, not something is allowed to do, Never be a shvur shav, but it wouldn't be over on this din of shvur's betu. And since the din of shvur in the past, relating to things which have already happened, is learned from the din of shvur about the future, what's going to happen. Therefore, similarly, if a person makes a shvur that he did do a mitzvah, or he hasn't done a mitzvah, it also won't be chal, according to the chinuch. As an extension of this principle, the Rambam learns. And if a person makes a shvr to harm somebody else, so since I plead the is not allowed to harm somebody else, that would be culpable on shvrs bitu and shvrs chakr, on making a shvr which is not allowed. And not in of bitu, which means an expression of what a person intends to do, which he backs up with a shvr. This is would apply in any place and any time, both men and the ladies, and a person who's over in it. The maze it gets malchus, even though once again Shvu is only in speech. With the exception where the person who speaks gets malchus is by a well, Shvu. Both have only been a case where they were who, who warned him, and he's bringing to best in. And if it's done by Shvu, then the Dirish speech he has to bring a carbon oil of the which means an animal for a rich person and a bird for a poor person. Mitzvah. Is a mitzvah, and that's basically the kinds of actions which a person would do to withhold paying somebody else what he owes him or giving him what belongs to him. <coughs> Whether he withholds what he owes or has to pay by force or by constantly pushing off the person who he owes the money to. Including this is of Ayshek of withholding not belongs to somebody else, is any time person would be to pay money to somebody else, as a worker, for example, or someone did a service. That would also be, and he doesn't pay on time, they would also be included in this Israel of Oshik. And even though not to steal, or not to withhold money from somebody else, are all in the same category of mitzvahs. Nevertheless, the Torah sort of specifies each one separately. So that a person who is niqshal, the transgressors will be over in each one of them. The Kinnok teaches us here a very important principle, and that is the reason why the Torah writes so many Isurim, so many different lavim about the same concept, is not because Shah Hashem wants to punish us, and therefore he multiplies the amount of punishments which a person gets for transgressing the Torah. It's exactly the other way around. And that is that she wants to reward us, and since there's reward every time, that a person avoids falling into the trap of being over in the low say So therefore, when there's so many low that a person can, so to speak, get higher for not transgressing, that's more of an opportunity for him to get reward. Why? If Hashem wants to find merit for the people He created, not to punish them. And the second reason He writes, So many ishsuryum of a similar nature, is, and as soon as he desires them, zeroes are he keeps reminding them and encouraging those areas where it's, a person is likely to be nechshal in, the man, he all that they'll learn from that and they'll take the lesson. And as a result, they won't be nechshal in the other area. Right, and all these myths are in the same category of myths which the person's logic is not to withhold or not to steal what belongs to somebody else. This applies also in every place in time, and time, both to men and to ladies, and a person who's over and withholds money belonging to somebody else is over in this love. but there's no malchus because he can make restitution by paying back the object that he's kept back or paying the money that he owes. That's the opinion of the Rambam and the Ramban, That this is the second mitzvah in the minion of the mitzvahs. There are other Rishonim, such as we could see the, the Smag and the smack, that they hold that not to steal and not to withhold money are really two parts of the same Yisr. They both have the understanding that a person is, at the end of the day, keeping something which doesn't belong to him. But the Kinnakhe exple- agrees in this case with the Rambam and the Ramban, and that is that when the Torah says, when the Gemara says that it's to be over in him harbei. It means that each one is counted as a separate love and a person either gets punished for being open to love him or what Hashem intended is that he gets rewarded for avoiding the temptation of both of these love him. And in the same category of Yisurim is Mitzvah, resh chavtes, and then Shalom, not to steal in the sense of not to steal by force. Either a person will come armed as a highwayman and at gunpoint or... In similar circumstances steal from somebody else, or if he's in a position to, of authority and he takes away by force something which belongs to someone else, then he's over in the issue of the as opposed to the person who steals when the owner doesn't realize that something something's being taken from him, which is called Le The reason for the mitzvah is obvious, and that. Otherwise, there will be a breakdown in society that anybody who is stronger or in a position to steal from somebody else will do that. Then the society will disintegrate into warring uh, warlords, so to speak, who will be able to steal from each other. It's it to steal or take by force any amount from somebody else, even if it's less than the value of a pruta. The share of a pruta, which is the smallest coin in the terrorist money system, it's just an amount that the Torah can have a person to repay, because it has a repayment value. But even if a person steals less than that, he's over on this iser of stealing. Just like a person's not allowed to eat non-kosher food, even though the sheir which the Torah punishes for is a kazais, it doesn't mean that a person's allowed to eat less than a kazais. We call it a chatz sheir, which means less than the Torah's limits of amounts, but still are still also to do. The answer of stealing applies also according to the Rambam, to non-Jews, or to avoid who or own something. And even in cases where a person is allowed to kill, the transgressor was not allowed to steal his money. The reason the Khenuch explains for this is, is because a person shouldn't be margling himself, accustoming himself in his taba to stealing. It's going to be a bad matter which will ruin the person who's doing it. And therefore, even if the other person doesn't have rights, so to speak, because on is as, as misser, nevertheless it doesn't give someone else a right to steal from him. The Ica then, when a person steals is to return the stolen item itself. And even in a case where it will be hard for the person to do that, but Gomorrah says he stole a beam of wood and built it into his house, the Ica then would have to destroy his house to return the stolen wood. We have the in such a case when made was called Takana Samarish. And that is, in a case like that, a person can pay back its value in money and doesn't have to cause himself a bigger loss to return back the original stolen item. Similarly, a person has to put return the item in a place where the person who, who was stolen from can look after it, not to return to him, for example, in the desert where there's no way to look after it. And the Gamora discusses, if a person has to make known, so to speak, to the nignav, to the person who was stolen from, that he's returned the item, or he can just return it stealthily to his house or to his property. And the same halach would apply to, again, if a person who steals something without the owner being, being aware that it's been stolen, if he's allowed to return it without the owner's knowledge, or he has to inform that he's stolen and is returning it, and the gemara is if, firstly, an animal which was stolen, and therefore has used to being out of its confines, out of its normal pen or yard. In such a case, of course, he has to inform the owner so the owner can now watch and look after to make sure it doesn't leave his property again, so other inanimate objects which just won't make a difference to them. But if the owner realizes that it wasn't there, he doesn't realize it's been returned, so then maybe he won't know to watch it. If he never knew it got taken, or he has a certain amount and he's counted and he finds the full amount are there, and even though he doesn't realize one was returned, Because it was stolen, he would now know where his items, his possessions are, and therefore would assume responsibility himself to look after them. In such a case, he wouldn't have to, the wouldn't have to inform the owner that one of them had been stolen. If a person steals something and dies, so if it's referring to property, then the person will take it away from his Yoshim, from his heirs, and return it to its owner. However, if it's something which the children have eaten, and we didn't know it was stolen, so then the, the, the children are not to pay. If it's something which is still in existence and something which is mufursum, such as a certain animal which will be recognized, then the mission says that they should return the stolen item. They go only made a enacted a rule that. The heirs are Mughiyav to repay their father's debts, even from movable items that he owns. But the Yosomi are not Mughiyav to pay from their own accounts, or from their own money to repay their father's debts. This is replace in any place, in any time, to man and to woman, and a person who is over in this and does still more than a Shavah Prutah is Mughiyav to return it, and if the item itself is no longer in existence, then he has to return its value. Mitzvah, Reish, Lamed, and that's the issue not to pay a worker on time. The Pasuk says, One should not leave the wages of a worker with him until the morning. The Gemara explains this is referring to a person who works during the day, and therefore he finishes his job at nightfall, and the Torah gives the employer the entire night to pay his wages, and if he hasn't paid it ad until the next morning, then he's over on this Esau. Same thing in the other way around, if a person would be working all night and therefore his wages are due at the end of the night, at the beginning of the day, then the Torah extends the employer's right to pay for the whole day, it says beyeh in the person has to pay back during the day until nightfall, and if he doesn't pay back by nightfall, then he's been over on this Esau. Now there are two separate psukim for this, really the two sides of the same Esau, that is not to delay a worker's wages, and therefore both of these circum together are counted as one mitzvah. This principle that mitzvahs which come to show two sides of the same principle are counted as one, is a principle both the Rambam and the Ramban work with in counting the minion of the mitzvahs. The reason for the mitzvah says the chinoch, since a worker bat him, he needs the money to pay for food, that's a requirement, it's a necessity, and by not paying him his wages, he won't have anything to eat. Therefore, the Torah insists the I of a person to pay on time. The Pasuk says, that the worker is relying on his wages as a way to sustain himself, and the reason the Torah gives a one-day grace period to pay him, so to speak, the Khenok says, because sometimes a person can fast a day, and therefore a person is allowed to pay his work at the end of the day, whereas more than that, it's not normal for a person not to have food to eat and therefore to withhold it from the worker would be over in this issue This issue also applies to a person who hires out his animal or other objects which he owns that the borrower or in this case the lender has to pay for them on time. same thing if a person's term of employment was longer than a day, he worked for a month or a week or a year. Whenever the term of employment finishes, the employer has the one day or the one night in order to pay. Similarly, a workman who did a job so let's say, someone who, who, a tailor who sewed for him, so when he finishes the object that he was meant to do, he'll just inform the owner, I've finished the the work. As long as the owner hasn't come to collect the merchandise yet, he doesn't have to pay. But as soon as he collects the merchandise, then the IS will be calling him to pay within one day. Same thing for a person who works only for a few hours, then if you finish during the day, the time period that he has to be paid in is the remainder of that day. If he finishes during the night, the time period he has to be paid in is the remainder of that night. In the case where the employer uses an agent to hire workers for him, who's going to be hired if it's not make, to make sure the worker gets paid on time would depend if the agent hired them in the name of the employer, or he hired them on be, on his name on behalf of the employer, which case he would be responsible. The halach also is, is that the employer is only hive once the sechah comes to ask for payment. And the khinukh adds that if he doesn't have anything to pay, there's no one he can borrow from, then he's not over in this issue, If the employer sends him to someone else to pay on his behalf, and the pearl agrees to go to the third party to claim his money, then the employer is no longer over, even if the agreed-upon third party who is meant to pay doesn't pay on time. Even if a person is over and doesn't pay on time, that doesn't absolve him from paying and he's still makhuyib in the future to pay the amount of money that he owes. In a case of a disputation, whether the worker got paid yet or not, the worker claims he has not to get paid and the employer claims he already paid him. In this case, Chazal said that the worker can make a shvur, swear, swear that he hasn't been paid and the <coughs> employer will have to pay him again. And the reason for that is is the worker who gets one salary is much more aware if he's received it or not than the owner who might be paying many salaries and therefore is more likely to be mistaken about who has and who hasn't been paid. This is applies in every place and every time. If a person transgresses it and withholds the wages of a worker, he's been over in this say, and this I say. but since he can pay back now, he doesn't get Marcus for it, which means even though it doesn't undo the averia, but it is what to do now in order to, to, to repay the debt. The mitzvah to pay on time also refers to a non-Jewish worker, Geritoshav, and according to the Rambam, even to a guy that a person employs.